Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla, and we're so happy to have you here with us. Um, before we get into the Word this morning, we're going to open up in prayer. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the benefit and the opportunity and the privilege to know you, Lord, deep and intimately, Lord, to have you as our Father and for us to be your sons and daughters. Lord, we ask that you would minister to us our needs this morning, Lord, that you'll show us the hidden things of your word, Lord, so that we are able to grow in you and be strengthened in our stand for you, Lord, and in you. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord. We thank you for the blessing upon their lives, Lord, and the the divine protection and provision that you've shown them and given to them, Lord. And we just thank you for all good things that come down from you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you with us as we get into the Word with you all this morning and continue our study of the book of Hebrews. This morning we're at chapter 9. We'll be covering verses 23 through 28. So if I could get a volunteer to read that section of Scripture, please. I will. All right, honey, honey. You said 23 through 28, right? Yes. Okay. Therefore, it was necessary that the copies of the things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ has not entered the holy place made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Not that he should offer himself often, as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood of another. He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time, apart from sin, for salvation. Amen. All right, as is our custom, we're going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and ask any questions that you might have. So we'd like to begin. I would. All right, LaCharles. We've been talking about how um, the difference between what was inside of the earth and what was inside of heaven and how what we see um, the temple is it's a copy of a copy of a copy. It's actually the third um, copy because Moses was given the original copy with the tabernacle and then David was given understanding on how to build it but a Solomon who actually built it mm-hmm. and then we see they just rebuilt this first temple with Nehemiah and Ezra. And so we have to understand here is that, um, and we have been talking about how the Lord gave them what was good for them at that point in time. He gave them what they needed. He didn't give them something less or something um, bad for them in itself. He gave them what was necessary at this point. But we also have to understand that um, while Jesus is the sacrificial lamb, and I'll touch more on that later we have to understand that while he gave them these sacrifices 
it was to represent the entire process inside of heaven. The Lord wasn't interested in the smell of burning meat. Like what we see, how they describe it inside the Old Testament, that it was a pleasant aroma to the Lord. That's not the reason he wanted them to do it. It wasn't because he was hungry and that he needed some lamb chops right about now. Mm -hmm. He was doing it because it represented what was occurring inside of heaven. So that way they could comprehend what the Lord was doing. As we see multiple times inside the Old Testament, he didn't want them to understand him inside of the physical sense. He wanted them to understand how it was inside of heaven. Um, living is. Can I can I stop you there for a second? Yes, Dan. In heaven, what is there in the heavenly community has already been purified. It is a representation of what Paul says in other epistles to crucify our flesh. Right. Yes. Our flesh doesn't drive the bus. Right. So by that, our flesh being crucified. The Father is pleased because it's a, if you will, highlights the demonstration, the submitting of our will to his will. It's the obedience. Exactly. That is a, a pleasant fragrance to him. Those his in sweet heaven. Aroma. Remember, he tells us to, as a living sacrifice. Exactly. Right? Yes. Offer ourselves that. And that's our reasonable service of worship is to obey God and to yield our members to him to do his will and his good pleasure. And as the Lord says repeatedly through even throughout the old testament through his servants the prophets he says and and christ even said this during his earthly ministry then you should have understand the scripture i desire obedience rather than sacrifice Mm -hmm. but there is an element and an aspect of as paul says and we were just talking about crucifying the flesh or putting the flesh away limiting it right so that it is not the driving force in our life but our spirit connected to the Lord and his Holy Spirit, which is leading and guiding us in all truth, wisdom, knowledge, with understanding, in obedience to the Father. That is the pleasant aroma. Not so much the burning flesh. Yes. But the obedience that comes as a result of us putting, if you will, our flesh aside. Yes. That it is not the driving force in our lives anymore. Okay? Yes, sir. So when we when we get to heaven or re-enter the heavenly community, we will have already been purified. Yes. Those that are there are the ones that have demonstrated obedience to the Lord. They have already crucified their flesh daily, right? Or as, as you just pointed out, honey, honey, where he says, they became a living sacrifice unto the Lord. They're constantly buffeting their flesh, keeping it in check so that the Lord's will was their will exclusively. Those are those that are in in the heavenly community. Or I would say even those who made their choice for Christ. Amen. And God is gracious because everybody that had made it to heaven didn't live their whole life perfectly. I'm not, you know, we're not suggesting that the whole time, but they made it right with God, that he was satisfied and they came they were welcomed back into the heavenly community in a plain, cleansed fashion. So there's no longer wrestling of whose will will be done. Mm-hmm. That's already been settled. But for us here on the earth who are walking this out, and I do not suggest that anybody go, well, I'll just wait, sin all this way, and then <laughs> no. before I die, I'll say, Lord, forgive me on my deathbed. I'll accept Jesus Christ so I can still get there. God is not a, a fool. Right? So for yes. us, we, as you said, my darling, offer ourselves 
to God as a living sacrifice, because it's always his desire that we would obey what he's telling us to do. And that is a distinguishing factor as well between us believers and Satan. Remember, he said to the Pharisees who were the religious folk of the day, you do your will of the father of your father, the devil. Mm -hmm. Even though they put on religious garb, they did the religious washings. They did all of these things on the outside. What would would appear to other human eyes that they were doing everything that God said. But he said, nah, you're of your father, the devil. You're not mine. You belong to the devil. Right? Yes. Yes, sir. So just understanding that the Lord wants our heart willingly obeying his charge, his leadership, his guidance, his command. And that is what he is pleased with. Just like he, when Cain and Abel brought their sacrifice, it wasn't a matter of the substance of it per se, as much as God had already given instruction. It was the heart. Mm-hmm. And, and let's let's not forget this, right? Because in the heavenly community, as we just said, it's those whose heart has been purified, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. by heart, I mean spirit, soul, and body is purified before the Lord without spot, wrinkle, or blemish, right? But we're told when we re-enter, we're going to be like the angels. Well, how do the angels in the heavenly community operate? God's their God. They're, uh, I can't say they're their people, but they only move they are at the command of the Lord. Nothing of their own initiative. Amen. So if that's where we are to be like. Well, he also says, it's your will on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. So we should be practicing and doing that in our lives now. Amen. And just to kind of bring this home for you guys a little bit and give you a reference, we see in Revelation the angels that are crying constantly, holy, 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 right? Around the throne of God. And we see the elders who cast their crowns. And most of us think this is an emotional response to the glory of God, and they're compelled to do that. Well, and because of their emotion towards God. And I will tell you that that's not the case. This is what they were created to do. And so this is their obedient worship to God to honor him in that way. Because there's other beings in heaven. Everybody would be doing that of the myriads and myriads of angels, but they're not all doing that, right? Yes. yes. You see them having various roles um, just kind of displayed quick, briefly through revelation, but each one is doing what they're supposed to be doing, what God charged them and created them to do. That's why they are there and that's why they remain. It seems like it's spectacular. Like, oh my gosh, it's so awesome to be in God's presence. And it is, and I'm not belittling God at all. I'm saying that he honors obedience. And that's the distinguishing factor between us that are his people and Satan who refused to obey God, who left his heavenly abode and thought he would be God of his own life and actually be God of God, make God worship him. Right? So that's out of order. That's out of obedience. That's out disobedience. Of yes. Exactly. That is disobedience. That's outside of obedience is what I meant to articulate. That is disobedience. So therefore there's no place for that. Angels have the ability to choose, but not the right. And humans, we have the ability and the right to choose. So even more obligation for us to willingly submit ourselves to the rule of God and his ordinances. Yes, Not just in um, religious reciting or copying of things, but from our heart. Latrosh, you had something else you wanted to say? Yes. And as you were saying that, um, 
that when we get back into the heavenly community, there's not going to be anything that needs to be purified in that regard, meaning that we're Amen. not going to be offering sacrifices all day before the Lord. Ever again. Exactly. The sacrifice has been made through Christ. Yes. Amen. And just understanding that as you were saying that the Lord didn't want them to be concerned, and as you said, Mama, he didn't want them to be concerned with the loss as much as he wanted them to understand him mm-hmm. and his heart. Because we see, and Mama, you often bring this up, that there's people outside of Israel who were among the Lord's sheep mm-hmm. that he counted as prophets. And some of them didn't offer sacrifices that we can tell. It didn't say that they went and offered a burnt offering and then they spoke to the Lord, um, as we can tell. I know I don't offer burnt offerings and I speak to the Lord as well. But we just have to understand that when the Lord gave them the offerings, it wasn't so that way he could later condemn them for it, from continuing on with it. Um, meaning that he gave them the rules and that they were supposed to follow it. They're supposed to teach mm-hmm. their children, their mm-hmm. children's mm-hmm. children. That's not their problem. But it was the worship, essentially, of the things that were on earth instead of what was inside of heaven. Mm-hmm. Like what we see, um, we see that also inside of Acts where they started to worship um, Paul and Barnabas. Mm-hmm. And he said, we are men just like you. They began to worship those that they could physically see with their eyes. And that they're the source of the power instead of realizing that it was truly God who was. Mm-hmm. And just understanding that will give us a greater perspective of what the Lord wants. He doesn't want us to um, be concerned with something. Meaning that there's been times in my life where I said, oh, no, Lord, that's not holy enough for me. I think we should do it this way. But he was more so looking for my obedience. Mm-hmm. If he told me to pick up some trash instead of waving my hands over the sick, I better pick up that trash. Amen to that. Even though it doesn't appear as grand or as holy per se, <laughs> it's obedience that's truly what the Lord wants. So, so there's two things in what you're just discussing, right? One, and they both have to do with our heart. Mm-hmm. One is obedience to the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Which is clearly the highest form of worship that there is. But then there's also guarding our heart or watching it to make sure that in our obedience, we do not put the created thing or the thing that the Lord told us to... The gift. The or, gift, yeah. right? Whatever it is, right? Told us to build or, or fashion or whatever it is and put that in the place of the Lord, mm-hmm. right? And there's the, the the prophet in the Old Testament where they even Moses had to put up the serpent on the, on the pole, right? Mm-hmm. And said everyone that looked at it would be healed of all these snake bites mm-hmm. and they wouldn't perish. Well, they that was still operating long after but yet the people's heart switched and they started worshiping that thing that serpent on the pole as opposed to the lord who said hey if you do this this will be this this is the result Mm -hmm. so it was still it was still functioning as the lord told it to but yet the lord sent a prophet to say hey no you have put this out of order Mm -hmm. you have made made this a god an Mm -hmm. idol and now I'm calling it Nahashti, which is piece of brass. Mm-hmm. And he ground it down into powder, right? So for us, the Lord, as you were pointing out there, sir, the Lord keeps doing all these amazing things, right? He gave us, or he gave uh, the children of Israel in the wilderness under Moses, the tent of meeting or the tabernacle mm-hmm. as an example of our copy, right? That's what this is saying, of mm-hmm. what exists already in the heavenly realms, right? Mm-hmm. Which then became the tab- or the excuse me, the temple. Mm-hmm. And then there was a second temple, right? Mm-hmm. But then you have Jesus who who 
<laughs> you know, right. Again, everything in that tabernacle, every every piece of furniture, everything in the temple was pointing to Jesus. And there he is standing right in front of the Pharisees. And they're too concerned with the brick and mortar structure. Mm-hmm. Well, and by brick and mortar, stone, gold, right? And, mm-hmm. and every other thing that it was created out of. Mm-hmm. Instead of really seeing the truth there, which is the Lord standing in front of them, telling them who he is. Mm-hmm. So we have to examine that in our heart, which means that that temple then was an idol to them. Mm-hmm. No different than the, the snake lifted up on the pole. Mm-hmm. Their or heart, serpent lifted up on the yeah, pole. Yeah, and their, their heart had migrated from a love of God to a love of the things that God made. Exactly. And um, that's something that any, any human being will, has to watch over in themselves. Um, because first you start off on God and just one degree of variation without being corrected can lead you miles and miles and miles away from your destination. So as we walk with the Lord, we have to keep our eyes on him. Yes, um, he's asked us to do certain things as a part of uh, what he has good plans for us and what he knows will benefit our life and draw us closer to him. But at no point should we substitute those things for our relationship with him. For example, going to church. Going to church is a good thing, right? Go there to mm-hmm. hear the word, to fellowship with other believers, to participate in community. Um, and to a, be encouraged a, and built up in your faith. Exactly. A host of other things that are good things. But if God is not the focus and the center and you forget about your relationship with him and instead substitute, well, I went to church today. Don't bother me. No one can say anything to me because I clocked in. I showed up to church all as well, then that, that misses the mark. That becomes an idol and a church building is no different than the second temple. Or and, a ministry or anything else. And I'll even say that mm-hmm. about this ministry. It is the Lord had us begin it for his purposes, for his reasons. And part of it was to augment, to assist, to aid in what believers are receiving at their local church, the place the Lord has called them to go and attend. So they can have something every day that encourages them, that builds up their faith in the Lord. But the Lord is the center, not trying to shift people just towards this ministry and belong here. No, follow the Go where the Lord has called you to go in everything. Follow the Lord in all things and directly obey the Lord. All right. There's a lot in there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, did you have anything else you want you want are going to add there, sir? Not on this section. Okay. Well, where there's a where there's a lot, let's allow time for the for you to meditate on it and, and allow the Holy Spirit to minister with you. And we will resume discussion on this section of Scripture in the next episode. So, with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the time in your word this morning. We thank you for the understanding and the revelation that you've given to each and every one of us, Lord. We ask that you'll continue to minister to us, Lord, as we go to school and work, as we carry out the mission that you have given us, Lord. And we ask for your supernatural strength, Lord, to get it done, Lord, and the fortitude to press on until we accomplish the victory in your name, Lord, because you already said that we would. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. 
Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on Connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.